Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 24th of March. It is the second episode of No Silly Questions, so a big day in the TDA office. On today's podcast, I'm joined by TDA journalist Tom Crowley, who's going to provide a bit of an update on the case of Ben Robert Smith. If you're not familiar, we will give you all the context and explanation that you require, so stick with us. But first, we're going to jump into the headlines of the day. Tom, take us through what you might have missed. Thanks, Zara. Starting with the big news yesterday, and that's that women's world number one tennis player Ash Barty has announced she is retiring from tennis at the age of 25. That's younger than me, Zara. (laughs) She made the announcement in a video on her Instagram page. Barty said, I am so thankful for everything this sport has given me and leave feeling proud and fulfilled. And we're expecting a press conference from her later today where she'll speak a little bit more about what informed her decision. Moving now to politics and yesterday opposition leader Anthony Albanese confirmed that he does not intend to call an inquiry into allegations that late Senator Kimberly Kitching was bullied by her colleagues. Albanese said that there were, quote, no complaints from Senator Kitching put in any formal sense at all about issues. To the war in Ukraine and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has revealed that peace talks with Russia to end the war have been confrontational, but that step by step they are moving forward. Zelensky also said there are 100,000 residents trapped in the city of Mariupol with no food, water or medicine, and that the city is subject to constant shelling by Russian forces. And now to some good news. Researchers in Geneva say a fully paralysed patient has been able to communicate his thoughts through a brain implant. The patient had been diagnosed with ALS and had lost his ability to move and speak. The findings have been published in the academic journal Nature Communications. Tom, today we are switching gears a bit and I want to talk to you about Ben Robert Smith. If our audience isn't familiar with who Ben Robert Smith is or why he's in the news, can you just start from the very beginning? I sure can, Zara. So Ben Robert Smith is a former Australian soldier who served in Afghanistan. He's a very high profile former soldier. He's had a media profile for several years and he is suing the nine newspapers over a series of articles they published in 2018, which mentioned a a series of different allegations against him, including allegations of domestic violence, allegations of bullying fellow soldiers while in Afghanistan and allegations of killing Afghans outside of a combat situation, which is unlawful. He says that these articles uh, damaged his reputation, including by portraying him as a war criminal. And so he's suing the papers for defamation. Now, there are a range of different defenses that you can make in a defamation trial. One of those defenses is the truth. If you argue that the the claims that you're making were true, and that's what the nine newspapers have argued, that these claims they've made about Ben Robert Smith are in fact true. And so the business of the trial is really to examine each of these claims that the articles made to get to whether or not they were true. That's the trial that's been going on sort of since the middle of last year. It adjourned for a little while. It resumed, I think, in February. And there have been a number of kind of allegations and witnesses coming forward and new details emerging over the course of the trial that have painted more of a picture around some of these allegations that have been made of of Ben Robert Smith. And we're here to talk today about some of the latest and also give you a little bit of a wrap of a few of the different things that have come up over the course of the trial. So as you rightly pointed out, Tom, it's been a fairly tumultuous trial in terms of being affected by COVID on and off, but 
It's now been going on nonstop for a couple of weeks. Could you just take us through what some of the biggest things to come out of the case have been so far? Sure things are. So yes, you're right. It has been a very tumultuous trial. I think it's sort of the interesting nature of defamation cases, especially high profile defamation cases, and especially involving this kind of truth defense. We end up spending probably a lot longer talking about these claims and talking about these allegations than we might have otherwise. And so certainly there's a lot of detail and it can be a little bit difficult to keep up. I'll start with one of the most recent things that's been discussed in court, which was yesterday and the day before the ex-girlfriend of Ben Robert Smith appeared in court to discuss domestic abuse allegations. And I should say at this point that some of this content, some listeners may find distressing. So the ex-girlfriend who's referred to by the court as person 17. So the court has been giving witnesses these sort of person numbers basically as a method to preserve anonymity. She told the court that after a function at Parliament House in March 2008, 18 in a Canberra hotel room, Ben Robert Smith, and I quote, punched her with his right fist on the left side of her face and eye. And then that the next day when they'd had a conversation about the incident, she said that she told Robert Smith she had no memory of what had happened the night before because she was, and again, I quote, afraid of what he would do if I didn't say that. And she said that Robert Smith had pressured her essentially into lying about the incident. Earlier in proceedings, earlier in the trial, person 17, we discovered, had been followed to an abortion clinic by a private investigator. The private investigator himself had spoken to the court about this, and the court had also heard that person 17 was forced to take two pregnancy tests in front of Robert Smith when she'd become pregnant. Uh, The private investigator, who I mentioned, has also been a key witness in the trial. He's also spoken to some of these issues around bullying soldiers um, and intimidating other defence personnel. He says that he stopped working for Ben Robert Smith after he was asked to send some threatening messages to two soldiers who Ben Robert Smith believed were briefing against him to army officials. So that was another kind of key piece of evidence. Then earlier this month, we heard from a couple of different soldiers who gave some more specifics about things that they had witnessed in Afghanistan. So person 24 was a former SAS soldier who told the court that he saw Robert Smith kill an Afghan man outside of a combat situation, which is unlawful. Robert Smith denies both the domestic violence allegations and these allegations. Uh, He says that any killings that he was involved in were lawful and done in battle, but the nine newspapers say that there are in fact six murders of Afghans, which they believe that Ben Robert Smith committed or contributed to outside of combat situations. Another witness, another soldier, person 41, spoke to some of those killings, including what he claimed was a an elderly man and a man with a prosthetic leg uh, who Robert Smith killed during a raid on a compound. And finally, the other kind of key witness that we've had over the last few weeks was person one who claims that Robert Smith bullied him repeatedly while they were serving together and on one occasion threatened to shoot him with a bullet in the back of the head if he didn't improve his performance. So there's a range of these different kind of allegations that that have been aired. There's a lot of back and forth between the lawyers in these things and questioning the motives of various people that have come forward. And, And again, Ben Robert Smith denies that the allegations that were made in these articles and that are being aired in court are true. But certainly we've been hearing a lot more detail from witnesses over the last few weeks as this trial goes on. The thing that has struck me throughout all of this, Tom, as we hear more and more of these allegations before the court is that Ben Robert Smith actually brought forward this case, that it's a defamation case. It's by no means a criminal case. So if the court were to hypothetically find that the nine newspapers did not defame Robert Smith and that some of these allegations were in fact protected under the truth defence, 
Would there need to be a separate trial, presumably a criminal trial of some description? Yeah, there would. And that, that's a really good point, Zara. I mean, I've, I've just sort of given a very long list of allegations against Ben Robert Smith. And, you you know, you would be forgiven for thinking as a result of all of that, that Ben Robert Smith is on trial. But he's, of course, not on trial. He is suing someone. This whole court case is only happening because he has taken an action to sue the nine newspapers for comments that he says hurt his reputation. So, so this is all kind of something that he has brought forward, that he has brought before the courts. And there's no possibility from this trial trial that he can, for example, face criminal charges, as you say, as a result of any of these allegations. So he is not on trial for the murder of anyone in Afghanistan. He is not on trial for any domestic violence allegations. If details that emerge over the course of this trial might create enough reason in someone's mind that a case could be brought against him and that a criminal case could be brought against him, yes, that would need to be something altogether separate. But at the moment, you know, what what we're dealing with is, again, a a defamation trial, very separate to kind of a, a trial, if you like, to convict Ben Robert Smith of anything and he's not formally in the court accused of anything. Defamation cases are quite an interesting thing. In Australia, it's generally regarded that Australia's defamation laws are fairly strict. There have been a lot of sort of high profile defamation cases. Jeffrey Rush is one that comes to mind a few years ago who also sued over over news reports about him and allegations made about him and he was successful. He was awarded um, nearly three million Australian dollars as a result of that defamation suit. And so it's a very interesting area of Australian law and especially I suppose for us as journalists, it's a subject of particular interest, kind of, you know, when can people sue media organisations for harming their reputations and, and where does that leave, you know, kind of the role of the media to tell truth to power and, and all that sort of thing. It's a very interesting topic that I'm sure we could spend a lot of time talking about on another occasion, Zara, but certainly as this defamation case unfolds, a whole lot of people are watching. We're watching very closely and I'd be very interested to see how it all ends. We certainly are keeping a close eye on this. And Tom, before I bid you farewell, I'd love to give you a bit of a plug for your new podcast that drops today. Can you give listeners a 10 second run through what to expect on No Silly Questions? Yes, I can. So the second episode of No Silly Questions is out right now. So when you finish this, I mean, we're at the end of the episode, go over, you're already on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, go and listen to it. I've already wasted my 10 seconds on that. But today's episode is the first of our kind of Thursday episodes on No Silly Questions, which is, it's kind of like a fun version of a politics class, I think, Zara, where we're explaining all of the things that you might think are are too silly to ask about. And today we're starting with what's the difference between left and right. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think I'm going to be chatting to Billy about all the ins and outs of, of left and right. And as this podcast goes on, I'm going to be using the Thursday episodes as an opportunity to answer your questions about politics. So go and check it out. I I took a lot longer than the advertised time, Zara, but the podcast itself is quite short. It's a lot of fun. Go and subscribe, go and leave a review. I'll I'll, I'll put a plug in for my podcast while I'm visiting yours, Zara. Thank you for letting me do that. Well, thank God Tom is good at journalism because it appears numbers and timing is not his strong suit. So Tom, thank you so much. And Daily Oz listeners, we will see you tomorrow.